the podcast that doesn't need a tagline because don't worry what it's about just listen and have a good time yeah just listen to our podcast i'm jennifer just lay back and have fun on a sunday kick back and relax i'm allison today we're joined by our friend amy elms and we're gonna her at is at amy elms and her Instagram is at amyelms underscore. Wow. I love that you know that. She has extensions in right now if you want to go look. Her hair is out of this world. Yes. It's very beautiful and very fake. Very real, actually, but not my real hair. Mm. If you could imagine J-Lo sitting across from you, that's who's sitting across from us right now. (laughs) (laughs) I would say Gina Rodriguez. (gasps) Oh. You're right. Sorry to one-up you, Jennifer. Consider me one-upped. Uh, Nobody's ever told me that before. They just have Gina told Rodriguez? Me, except for you, Allison. You've told me that. And I loved it. Because the only other celebrity I've been compared to is the Drop Dead Diva. <laughs> what Who is that? Yeah. No. Go- Googler. We do kind of look similar. Uh, Who okay. is she's a She's a badass um, lawyer on a Lifetime show. She does not look like you. I'm really upset right now. Yeah, you probably shouldn't go up to people and tell them who they look like. Was it just Unless a random person? It's Gina Rodriguez. Yeah, a random person I didn't know. What? I am so livid that someone told you that. <laughs> I, and this is not to say that the drop dead diva girl isn't beautiful she's in not her drop own dead right. Gorgeous. You're she, more beautiful. You're the most beautiful person I've ever met. <laughs> How dare you walk around looking like that? <gasps> wow. Okay. You also, this girl right. is straight up white. No ethnically ambiguous ambiguity. Element to her, and you, no one knows. I'm what very you are. ethnically ambiguous. In fact, two people last week thought I was half black. Ooh. I know. I thought that was really cool. I just haven't really ever asked. I just kind of was like, it's her business. <laughs> It's none of your business. Remember that song from Miss Congeniality? No, No. sing it. It goes like this. She's boxing. Imagine Sandra Bullock boxing in anger. If I want to take a guy home with me tonight, it's none of your business. (laughs) Truer words have never been sung. Wow. What a song we all relate to. Yeah. Powerful women, spelled W-E-M-E-N. Mm-hmm. Mm. We're always getting so much action and having to tell people to back off and stop judging us about it. Yeah. Powerful. <laughs> anyway, what's your favorite Sandra Bullock film? Ooh. Two weeks notice. I've never seen that. <gasps> Who's the guy? Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Oh. Ancient and funny. I think mine is probably Hope Floats with oh, Harry Connick wow. Jr. Mm-hmm. First movie I think I've cried in. I remember being a is kid. Is she a single mom? Sobbing in the beginning of it. Or is he a single dad? She's a single mom. Okay. It mm-hmm. was. It's like digged up. It starts off with her being on a talk show mm-hmm. where the dad is having a, or her husband is having an affair <gasps> with their best friend. However, what? have you ever seen the uh, the sketch show The Birthday Boys? There's this whole sketch where this guy's like, have you seen Hope Floats? And the other guy's like, yeah, it's nothing to write home about. So the other guy has to tear up his letter because he was writing home about Hope Floats. <laughs> it's a it's a good sketch. That's good. It is something to write home about. Wow. Harry Connick Jr., give him the Oscar for that movie. Very good. Wow. Very good. What's your favorite, Allison? What is my favorite? I hate that in so many movies they try to pretend she's not hot. 
Oh, um, yeah. Is a point I need to make while I... Like can- in Miss Congeniality. Yeah. The plot point is that she's this disgusting monster that doesn't know how to take care of herself. And she she's actually donuts. just hot. <laughs> Let's yeah. say... I'll say mine is uh, While You Were Sleeping because oh, it has oh, Declan yeah. from Oh, Newsies. my gosh. Bill Pullman. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Don't. What? Well, let's switch. I'll take two weeks notice. You take while you're sleeping. <laughs> I just I just forgot about Bill Pullman in those 90s jeans. Mm. He looks good. Uh, listen, I'm going to stick to two weeks notice, but while you were sleeping is up there for me. It has the, it has Sandy Cohen from the OC. Hell yeah. Have you ever seen those that? Those eyebrows. I heard they're microbladed. <gasps> no, they're yeah. not. Yeah. <laughs> they're microbladed over another microblading job like yeah a double so they're so thick Mm -hmm. are they implants do you think he got little individual unibrow hairs (laughs) implanted hair plugs hair plugs for the brows actually i want that yeah don't don't, we all i don't want microblading i want like individual hairs implanted Implanted. to thicken my brows forget the tattoo yeah yeah okay Tell some Utah girl to jump all over that. They'll make a billion dollars. We are very famous for our eyebrow and beauty boutiques, and I think somebody's going to get on that soon. Yeah, good idea. Or maybe we could talk to Steve Carell's guy. Does he have good brows? I mean, it's not that his brows are fake. It's that you know his hair is definitely Oh, fake. yeah, because vintage Michael Scott oh has gosh. a bad yeah. receding hairline, right? Very oh, bad. for real? Thin. Yeah. Let me go. Let me look into. I this. mean, they intentionally made it look worse for the character, but the foundation was there. He was balding. Mm-hmm. I'm googling. And now he has a head it's full a of salt and pepper head. Oh my gosh, he's beautiful. Look better. He does the glow look better up is with real age. Do you guys okay. look better with age? Do you think you've glowed up in the last over the years? Glowed? In the last episode of this, we were talking about how we're getting hotter with age. <gasps> You did. Yeah, we've, oh, already, we've already talked about this. I plan on being a 10 in when I reach the age of 30. I think that I am a 10. Hell yeah, BB. Yeah. I agree. Hot and single. I'm not I'm not even 29. But <gasps> a youth. Right? Full glow. I do think the reason that I feel like I'm at my peak attractiveness is cuz I know how to take care of myself. I would like to travel back in time to when I was 21 and I had that skin. Yeah, and I, I considered just, using a makeup wipe, washing my face. I would just a long time. Yeah, same. And now it shows. Paying for those mistakes, it's fine. This is getting so dark. It is. Let's move past this. <laughs> I think today we really want Amy Elms to tell a seedy and interesting story from her family's past. I can do that. Will this you. embarrass the family? Yes. Will it bring shame upon your family? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> So let's jump wait. into it. Can Please. you get killed or anything? Um, Are you mortal is what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> Just generally speaking, yeah. could somebody murder me? <laughs> I don't know. Nobody's ever tried. Is he part of like the Aryan Brotherhood type of gang? Aryan? Like Aryan? Aryan? Like, like blonde white people? Because he's not white. <laughs> very mexican so yeah. like well half your family is white so i didn't oh, i was no. thinking of mexican typically only white men do this yeah it's white men it's shocking are... that a mexican man did it to yeah. be honest with you okay how detailed do you want me to be as detailed as you can like you won't get in danger from as... a <laughs> no one will take you out as detailed as you can muster okay as far as i know i don't think he was a part of a gang so i think we're safe 
Here we go. The year was 1984. Can you use fake names? Do you want me to? No. No. <laughs> I just think that adds like, I don't know. No. Just like, give me an example of a fake name. <laughs> Gregorio. The dad um, from Spy Kids. <laughs> what if you, what? let's call him Braxton. Okay. <laughs> Uncle Braxton. No. <laughs> Leslie. Uncle mm. Leslie. Les for short. <laughs> Uh, we could just use his real name. Okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, agreed. Okay. <laughs> okay. Year's 1984. Uncle Isaac. So this is my mom's uncle, and it is my grandpa's youngest brother. And where is he from? California. California. Bakersfield, California. Okay. I just want to look stuff up. You want to okay. pull up the court documents? <gasps> Did it... Yeah, yes. that's how I learned this story. You didn't learn this story from your family. You discovered it online? Actually, that's a funny story. So my cousin Brandon, who's just a couple years older than me, he's Mormon. And he's in charge of like the young men, a youth group in the Mormon church. And so one night they were at the family history library doing genealogy. And so he was just looking up, you know, random family history. And he found these court documents <gasps> and he read them and he was like, holy shit. <laughs> My uncle is a cold blooded murder. And we all knew that our grandpa had a brother in jail. And that I think some of us knew like he was in there because he had killed somebody. But for whatever reason, none of us ever asked questions about it. Never questioned it. Like, I kind of remember knowing that when I was little, and then just over time, like, I forgot about it. So, like, by the time I was a teenager, like, I just out of sight, out of mind. It's kind of like how I knew my whole life that my grandpa left my grandma and was in sort of a weird polyamorous situation. Ooh. And I just... Didn't ask questions. Yeah, no questions were asked until I was an adult. Yeah. And I was like, hold on a minute. What? (laughs) Let's back up here. (laughs) Yeah. Carry on. Okay, so that's how I found out about the story. He was in trouble because he, I don't know if he was dealing drugs or bought drugs, but he was on the run from the cops. And I think it was a a high-speed chase. And I, I don't know all the details of this, but I think he tried to, like, run down one of the cops. And so they caught him, threw him in jail. He was in jail for a couple years. He got released in 1986. But while he was in jail... His wife, Rose, wrote to him and she told him that she wanted a divorce because she met someone. She met a man named John, fell in love with him, wanted to marry him. So they had a good run. But you know what? He was a loser in prison. So she's going to marry this John dude because he wasn't in prison. So uh, he's in jail. He gets that letter from Rose. He's very mad. Okay. Also, at the same time, it's important to know that he has a little... A little um, pen pal. Her name is Billy Fay. Okay, and she's writing to him. And I think they were like love letters. Sexting through letters? Sexting through letters. How romantic. Huh? Beautiful. Yeah. We can he, would, he would draw an eggplant, send it to her. She would draw a peach and send it back. <laughs> Original sexting. I love it. So a few months later after he received that letter from Rose, he was released from jail and he went to go live with my aunt esther my great aunt esther who was his sister and her husband dennis was a retired police officer so he had like all of these weapons and things in his garage 
So a bunch of guns, like ropes, <gasps> just like a lot of things you could commit a perfect crime with. <laughs> it's like how when they arrested Ted Bundy, there was like rope and weird shady stuff in his car. And that's how they knew that they needed to take him in. Yeah. Rope is a bad news bears. Yeah. Do not. If you have a Tinder date and you see rope anywhere in their home or their Get car. out. Run away. No rope ever. They might be a climber or they might be a murderer. Either way, I want no part of that. We're an anti-rope household. (laughs) He was living with them. And one day he asked my uncle Dennis to pick him up from the mall. And he's like, can you pick me up at four o'clock? I'll meet you out front. Is that Esther's husband? Esther's husband, husband, that retired cop. Dennis is like, sure, I will do that for you. So he goes to the mall at four o'clock. Is Uncle Isaac anywhere to be seen? No. So he stays there for like a half hour waiting for him, gets out, walks around looking for him. He's not there. Well, it turns out he never went to the mall. He tried to get Dennis out of the house so he could go into the garage and steal all that rope (gasps) and the other weapons, of course. So he does that and he has a van that's not his, but we'll get to that in a minute. And he uses this van to go pick up his 15-year-old son, Joseph. Joseph is from his previous marriage to this lady named, it doesn't matter. It wasn't Rose. (laughs) It was not Rose. So this isn't Rose's son. Okay, so he goes and he picks up Joseph and he tells him that they're going to go to Rose's house. They have something important to do. So they drive to Rose's house and when they get there, she's not there. So they just wait like down the street from her house and wait until she comes home. And they see her pull into the driveway eventually. And that's when he turns to Joseph and he hands him a Halloween mask. And he has one too. And he says, put this on. And Joseph's like, dad, what are we going to (gasps) do? And so he doesn't tell him, but he just says, put it on and do what I say. And Joseph's like, I don't want to. So he gets his gun and (gasps) pistol whips him like they do in the movies. Wow. To scare him. So they put the masks on and they go into the house, grab Rose, and they ask her where John is. She doesn't tell them. Isaac tells Joseph to like kind of pin Rose down and he's going to go find John. So he walks around the house and he hears the shower running. So he goes into the bathroom and opens the shower door. And this isn't like a super important detail. It's just kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> he opens the shower door and sees a woman's body, man's head. Okay? And this it's kind of important later on, like what, how he tries to defend himself in court. Yeah, kind of freaks out, shoots John seven times in the shower. Leaves the bathroom, tells Joseph to grab Rose and take her out to the van. So they kidnap Rose They tie her up with that damned rope. Ugh. Okay. Joseph's sitting in the back with Rose while Isaac is driving. And in court, Joseph said that Isaac told him to rape Rose in the (gasps) back of the van while they were driving to wherever they were driving. Did he? And he did it. Here's the thing, though. Like, he really did it because Rose said, yeah, he did it. Like, if somebody told you, like, do this, but they're not, like, they're physically forcing you to do it, like, you could pretend to do that kind of thing, right? But he yeah. did it. I know. I mean, he was Isaac's son, so maybe, maybe. maybe he was crazy. Yeah, had a little bit of crazy in that blood. I don't think that crazy is hereditary, unless he, like, spent lots of his life around him. Yeah, I mean, I guess the question is, were there really disturbing behaviors that 
Isaac's son was exposed to throughout his life. And this was just the one that we found out about because it was so drastic and horrible. I don't know. It's a good question. Oh, scary. Good question, hot single. Good. Yeah. Thank you, other hot single. Those hot single brains. <laughs> Holy. Okay. Actually, my therapist told me the other day that I'm an intellectual, and that made me feel really good. Wow. To have a therapist tell you that? Tell me I'm smart, basically. The greatest Hell compliments. Yeah. He's a hot single, isn't he? <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Uh, Jenny, it's a hot single therapist. Let's get him on the show. Whoa. <laughs> Can you just do a live therapy session? I would pay to listen to that. Do you, you guys? charging. Have you ever listened to, to that podcast? I have. What is it? Esther Perel has a podcast called Where Should We Begin? She does couples therapy on a podcast, and it's a different couple every episode. And they, like, sign up to be on the show because they want her help. And it's interesting and kind of sad. Yeah. That would be fun. Yeah. To be her, not to be the couple. I think you should have an episode where you guys counsel a couple going through marriage troubles. What do you think? Oh. Their marriage would be F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, good uh, luck. It'd be entertaining as hell. Though. We would not be doing them any favors. Let's, how about you bring a Tinder date and we'll do couples therapy on you two. Wow. Okay, someone I've been out with already that I'm having issues with or a brand new jabroni? A first date over here. <laughs> we'll confront him. Okay. Does he have to be from Tinder? Is he- that just the word you use for all apps? Yes. Oh, okay. Because I don't even have a Tinder, but she says that to me sometimes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I'm 41. <laughs> <laughs> she's in her prime. She's more beautiful than she's ever been, just but like- she's... 41. My yeah. dad calls all jeans Levi's. Yeah. yeah. Dating I, apps or Tinder. I have a student's parent who was complimenting a pair of pants that I was wearing. And she was like, those are my favorite Levi's that you wear. <laughs> and they were just like these blue pinstriped pants. Why? They were Jinkos. <laughs> they were Jinko jeans. <laughs> and, then, and then Jenny's like, shut up, you dumb bitch. These are not Levi's. <laughs> Your son's getting an F in my class. <laughs> Jinkos are like, were they trying to be gauchos? Oh, for men? Yeah. I think Madewell should do a collaboration with Jinko. Agreed. I, I agree, but also I think we're straying pretty far from this murder story. <laughs> okay, where did we leave off? Isaac's Joseph. son, Joseph. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Joseph he... raped Rose in the backseat. I don't mean Yikes. to laugh. I laugh when I say uh, Yeah. Okay, so while he's doing that, they're... They're driving, and Isaac sees a police car with its lights on and its siren going. So he pulls over. The cop comes up to the window, and he says, do you know why I pulled you over? And he's like, no. And he's like, your taillight's out. And he's like, oh. (laughs) Classic. Okay. And so he asks him for his ID, and he doesn't have one. So at that point, he's like, okay, you need to get out of the car. So he's talking to him outside on the side of the car or by the side of the car. And as he's talking to him, he looks in the window of the van and he sees Rose tied up and Joseph sitting next to her. And as he's like peering through the window, the cop says that he felt the barrel of a gun on the back of his neck and he hears click, but the gun is empty. (gasps) So Isaac tried to straight up kill that cop and couldn't because he used seven bullets on John in the shower. So I'm looking at the court case 
I'm not trying to woman-splain your family's, like, thing to you or oh, anything. please do. So it says, The officer turned and ordered the defendant to halt or freeze and to drop the weapon after he put it up to the back of his neck. And it says, Defendant fired around at Officer Dunavent and a gun battle ensued. So that chamber was empty, but there were more bullets in the gun? Yeah, that's why a gun <gasps> battle ensued. And oh, I mean, wow. I'm sure they had a lot of guns because he went and took all the guys. Yeah. At that point, he calls for backup and they, you know, get in a little fight. Isaac ends up getting shot in the leg and people come and arrest him. They arrest Joseph and they rescue Rose. Okay. The story wow. is not done. <sighs> The next day, they take the van to some facility to inspect it. And a detective goes out there and he says as he approaches the van, he smells something terrible. And he can see like a brown liquid dripping from the door of the van. So he opens it up and in the back seat, there's a huge rug that's rolled up. So he gets the rug and he unrolls it. There's a dead body in there. Whose dead body is it? Billy Faye. (gasps) prison bay the pen pal oh my gosh it turns out that he had gone and killed her to steal her van <gasps> to go and get kill rose. john and get rose so wait how long after the fact is this that like, the investigator like went? a day oh okay okay yeah like do you think this was premeditated or was he just like I'm losing it. I'm killing everyone in my past. So in the court documents, they said that they found checklists of what he was going to do and at what time. Like <gasps> what time he was going to pick up Joseph. What time they were going to go to Rose's. What time to go to Billy Faye's to kill her and get the van. Like it is all spelled out. Very premeditated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. scarier to me. Yeah. I found a, a website that has the whole story. It's. An incredible read. I had no idea that court documents were so fun to read. Mm. Again, this isn't a fun... I mean, it's entertaining. It's bad. Enthralling. Enthralling. So the conclusion of it is that the police officer caught them and saved Rose? Yeah. So Joseph went to juvie, was released at 18, and my mom, his cousin, doesn't know where he is. She said the last she heard, he was in L.A. and works with computers and, like, got married and had kids. But I've tried to look for him on Facebook, but he has a very common, common name, so he's, like, impossible to find. Do you think he got therapy? (laughs) I have no idea. Wait, so this took place on Halloween, Oh, what? That's not bad detail. That's why he had the costumes. Oh. I also want to say that on the court document, it says that their Halloween costumes consisted of rubber masks and capes. Oh! Capes! But yeah, in court, his lawyers tried to say, well, you know, he comes from a Hispanic family, and culturally, the men in Hispanic culture always try to protect they're women and so when he saw that john had a woman's body like he got very scared and protective and that's why he shot him it was ultimately to protect rose that is some kind of bullshit (laughs) it's a pretty crappy defense so essentially was john a trans man then yes okay so essentially isaac is transphobic yes 
shoots. But this was the 80s, and so. Uh, under, yeah. Yeah. It was a different time, to be sure, and he was probably going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Oh, But to yeah. try to use, like, well, culturally, it's normal to kill someone. Mm-hmm. Because they brought in, like, a cultural anthropologist that's, to try and come in and, and defend him. That's messed up. Did anything bad happen to his sister or brother-in-law? No, they were completely innocent. They had no idea that he was going to, like, steal their weapons or anything. In fact, he did have a few members of his family try to defend him in court. I don't think Esther or her husband Dennis tried to defend him, but I know that my grandpa was there and was like, Mm. listen, like, please be lenient on him. He was in the Korean War and, uh, or maybe Nam, I can't remember which one, but got pretty effed up yeah and even my great grandma went in there and was like he was made fun of in school because he only spoke spanish and so the white kids made fun of him and that just kind of like destroyed him as a kid and so he's just had a hard life Uh, but of course he was thrown in prison for life yeah (laughs) honestly as he He should have been exactly he deserved it you listen to my favorite murder Mm -hmm. right They talk about that a lot. They'll talk about a serial killer or someone who did a really horrible thing. And we get the backstory and we can kind of like understand where it's coming from. But that doesn't excuse it. Like other people go through trauma. Other people are made fun of for their language barrier. Yeah. Yeah. Other people have PTSD that's untreated and they don't necessarily. So yeah, when I read this story, I called my mom immediately and I was like, mom, did you know all this? And she's like, I knew some of it, but I didn't know all the details and I was like well what was he like when you were growing up was he your favorite uncle would he like give you piggyback rides and really cool Christmas gifts like what kind of uncle was he and she was like oh no he was always creepy <gasps> like he was always like we stayed away from him and it says it says he denied killing Billy Faye Jones he, he did yeah he, he claimed he found her in her van on the afternoon of October 31st already dead with the garret tied around her neck I don't even know what that is some sort of rope like a thin, wiry rope? Handheld <laughs> ligature of chain, rope, scarf, wire, or fishing line used to strangle a person. There you go. Garot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he claimed that it was like a drug deal. Like drug dealers came to her house and had murdered her already. And then he took the van because he needed to do this or something like that. Now, how has this affected your view of your family, your family's <laughs> history, and your own mental health? yeah this is my bloodline so i wow what a deep question jenny i just think it's really interesting because in that family there are nine kids and i kind of knew my great grandma a little bit growing up and she was the sweetest lady and all the other kids in that family i i you know my grandma's brothers and sisters i've met all of them and they're lovely people and yeah i mean they're not perfect some of them like had affairs and whatever but none of them were murderers so it's like what happened to him like he grew up in the same environment did the war really mess him up like why was he particularly a little bit evil yeah you know nature versus nurture yeah so i don't know it's just kind of weird to think about i think we both have a pretty similar experience with our families we were all growing up in the same environment but we couldn't be more different from our siblings right right i've got a maga loving brother yeah yeah my father uh on election day had a shirt that said i'm a deplorable (laughs) (laughs) 
We love our family. We're very different people. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, what does that say about nature versus nurture? Mm. Wow. (laughs) I was Republican until, like, 2016 when Donald Trump got elected, Mm. so... I was nurtured to be Republican. But I think then... we all were. Yeah, when I first registered at 18, I registered Republican. Me too. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I have any shame in that, but it's no. there's been an evolution, to be sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People try to pretend like people are born evil, and I don't know, know that I necessarily believe that about anyone. No, me neither. Like, like I think people are sin idea and Catholicism. Yeah. I think people are born good. Yeah, I think so too. But people might be born with a predisposition for certain mental health issues or like yeah, a propensity a for like a mental break. Thing or is it all just mental health? Or nurture. Like you can, I think that you can become evil. If it's, you're nurtured to be that way. If you already have like thing. a predisposition to something and then you're nurtured to be that way for whatever reason. Like, I think Ted Bundy was evil. I don't think he was born evil. Everybody still has agency, basically. No matter how bad their mental health gets, like, you can still choose, like, I'm going to kill her with the garrot. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to shoot this person seven times. Yeah. You can make a choice. Yeah. I don't know. I watch a lot of crime shows. <laughs> I don't like sometimes there are exceptions to that where someone like doesn't know what they're doing but that seems pretty rare like Ted Bundy he is evil but it's like you can't write him off as like some kind of monster because it's like makes it dangerous like the average person couldn't do what he did but they can he's not a monster because he has some sort of special quality that makes him a monster that we can't attain he's a monster because he made choices that made him a monster Mm -hmm. but I would say that that you believe in labeling someone evil that would make him pretty evil but zach efron's pretty hot though huh <laughs> we stand he did such a great job in that movie Amazing but he is job. too hot ted bundy was not that hot it was hard for me to, to watch. those dumbass women <laughs> respectfully i say that respectfully <laughs> The ones that he killed? No, 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 no. The women that are like all that when he was. Oh, the ones that fell in love with Ted Bundy and were like outside going to the trials. I don't think that the people, the women that he killed were like in love with him. They were just like, oh, I'll help you to your car. Yeah. Oh, you're a police officer and I'm afraid of you. Yeah. I'm saying the ones that are dumb are the ones that were like. Oh, he's just so charming when he's like. I don't know if he did it or not, but he's cute. Oh, boy. Do you have any closing statements? I am kind of shamed (laughs) by this story a little bit. It's uh, out of your control, bro. Absolutely. Sure. It is entertaining, though. It's a crowd pleaser. People love it. I mean, my (laughs) mouth... You've told me this story before, and still my mouth was open 80% of the time you were telling the story. Yeah, it's wild. Just agape. Because he's not that far removed. No. He is dead now. He died in prison. I've never met him. What was it like growing up in Bakersfield? (laughs) Great. I liked it. I didn't know that there were places that were... Different. Different. Uh, So once I left, 
I thought, oh, yeah, my hometown's kind of shitty. <laughs> but corn comes from Bakersfield. They went to my high school. Our so. country is basically built on corn. Yeah, we're all freaks on a leash, you know? <laughs> I and Our country owes everything to corn, so I am proud of corn. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first new metal groups to break into the mainstream, blending ferocious hard rock and hip-hop with raging, cathartic, lyrical me- themes. Mm. I was going to say lyrical memes. <laughs> There's a, a plot line in Gilmore Girls where... They listen to corn? Re- well, no, corn. no, where Richard Gilmore's mother apparently rents out her townhouse to a band called Corn. No way! <laughs> With a backwards R. Yeah. We had a little diner next to our high school that we would go to all the time after school. And on the menu, they had corn dogs, but it was with a K and a backwards R. I love corn dogs. That's very cute. You know how corn always wore kilts? Like when they performed? I don't think I knew that. Because they went to Highland High and we were the Highland Scotsmen. So those losers were like honoring their high school. It's it's like the metal equivalent of wearing a Letterman jacket for the rest of your life. If you met a really hot hottie Mm -hmm. and he was great in every way, but he wore a class ring from his high school, would you still date him? Great question. (laughs) If he was pure of heart... Maybe I'd still date him, but we would talk about the ring. Yeah. What if he proposed to you with it? No, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, sweetie. Oh. I'm looking at corn facts online. Okay, tell us. It would. They'd probably be way more saucy if I knew who any of them were. Jonathan Davis is the lead singer. Davis and Fieldy, I'm going to assume that's another corn member, have known each other all their lives because their fathers were in a band together. Whoa! Mazel tov corn. Like fathers, like sons. <laughs> we uh, wrote to corn and asked them to play at our prom, and they said no. Oh, they actually responded? No, actually, they didn't say no. They, they just, just never responded. Yeah, they, they ghosted. They ghosted you. Typical. Classic. Classic man. They were setting you up for the rest of your life. Yeah, <laughs> they were honestly preparing I you. <laughs> I learned from corn never to trust a man. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so in 2006, Davis, the lead singer, started wearing what rappers call a grill. Davis did this because he wanted to make fun of the trend. Ooh! Batty! So it wasn't really cultural appropriation, it was just him... It was actually just cultural make, making fun of. Yeah! Him just being a straight That seems worse racist. to me. <laughs> Korn spent over $27,000 on alcohol whilst... Whilst recording their 1997 Follow the Leader album. Oh, man. Wait, what? They spent $27,000 on alcohol recording that album? Yeah. Oh. 97 was a good year for them. Did you know that Florence Welsh of Florence and the Machine is sober now, but she used to only be able to write and record songs when she was drunk because so it made her, her vulnerable. Shittier now because she's sober. No, honestly, I think they're better. They're oh. more vulnerable. But I think that she was in a really bad place and like realized she had to get sober. And now some of her songs are about that. Interesting, right? Yeah. So here's a development um, on this podcast. I'm looking up Florence Welsh on who's who's <laughs> She's dating someone named Felix White. I don't know them. Mm. He's British. He's famous for the Maccabees. Oh. His zodiac sign is Libra. <laughs> very, very important <laughs> info. You're feeding us here. 
Florence Wilk facts. <laughs> I'm all, what's his name that was in the story? Isaac Gutierrez facts. <laughs> it seems like she would transcend romantic love. She just seems like a, I don't know, just like above all that, you know, wow. like dating. I wish you would say that about me. <laughs> I do say that about you. I wish that were true of me. And I also know that that's not true of her. (laughs) Because a lot of her songs are about heartbreak. Uh Oh. A song that was really important to me in college was Hurricane Drunk. It's basically about, like, being really heartbroken over someone. You're going to just go, like completely wild and like go out and drink yourself to death and then she sees him in the club with someone else Ooh, in the club in the club bottle full of bub poor florence jenny do you have any funny interesting uh heartbreak dating stories like florence welsh tell us your most devastating life moments and relive them (laughs) right now Where is Brian, my hot single therapist? (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't want to hear about heartbreak. But I do want to hear a funny dating story. My funniest dating story is I didn't date for like four years in my 20s. Because I was like really depressed. That's really funny. LMFAO. LMAO. Thanks for telling that funny story. (laughs) Yeah. Everyone's going to... Slap their effing knees. <laughs> Just a few hot singles talking about hilarious dating antics. <laughs> Can we mention that Amy made a boy break out? Yeah, we now like Amy Elms to tell a story about giving a boy acne. <laughs> Take it away, Amy. How many of you ladies out there have given a man acne before? <laughs> so I was dating this one dude for like a month. And things were... Things were headed into relationship territory. Things were going really good. But for a few days, this guy was kind of acting kind of bogus towards me. He still, you know, talked to me every day, but was growing a little distant and actually had stopped kissing me. Like he would like kiss me goodbye, but just like a little peck. One night he was over and uh, wasn't kissing me and I was just like okay what what's going on like the vibe between us is off things are kind of weird and so we talked a little bit about other things and then I was like how come you don't kiss me anymore and he's like do you see the zit on my nose have you noticed it and I was like what no and he's like what about this it like right here on my forehead and he was like sometimes when you kiss or when we kiss you get makeup on my face and I think it's breaking me out. <laughs> so, and the obvious... Honestly, I think he stopped kissing me for other reasons, but that's what he told me. And the obvious follow-up question is, hey, have you ever washed your face? Do you know about face washing? Yeah, so I did ask him that, and he told me, no, I don't wash my face. Do men not wash their faces? Honestly, maybe we should do a poll, but my impression is that it's more rare than you would think for men to just they wash their face. probably just, like, go in the shower, rinse their face with water, and call it good. Or that three-in-one shit that's, like, 
shampoo, your shampoo conditioner, mm-hmm. body, body wash. Body wash yeah. I think there are men out there who understand skincare. John Mayer understands skincare, for Ooh. example. But he's forty. Yeah, it he needs him it. A while. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't surprised to learn that this boy just didn't know about washing your face. Yeah. He could have been kissing those beautiful Amy Elms lips, and instead. He was avoiding it so he wouldn't break out because he doesn't know about soap and water. Allison's getting on Tinder and ignoring us now, so I think it's time to wrap it up. You trying to find someone to give acne to? Put that in your bio. Just looking for someone to give acne to. Well, I would hopefully find somebody who, like a boy who knows how to wash his face. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like not really that hard to not just let it sit and fester on your face. He's like, how do I get this off? Guess I just have to wait till I shower tomorrow morning. Learn what retinol is, sir. Boys are. And also, so congratulations, fun. you have a tiny glimpse of what female skincare is like because of beauty expectations imposed on us. Hell so, yeah, Jenny, speak it. In your face, unnamed boy. <laughs> Let's call him Braxton. <laughs> it's definitely Braxton. <laughs> This one goes out to all you Braxtons out there. If you're listening, wash your face tonight. Well, Amy Elms, Mm -hmm. thanks for coming on our pod. Thank you for your time. It's unfortunate no one can see your beauty on this medium. And you're the hottest single in the area. Wow. What a title. We'll give you a plaque that says that. And then you can bring boys home and they'll see it and be like, whoa. (laughs) I really (laughs) scored with this one. How did I get here? I'm so lucky. Yeah. One eight hundred bless. I'll just take a picture of that and put it on my dating profile. <laughs> yeah. I can stop recording now. It's just uh, less no. for me to edit. For us to edit. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Love you. Have a great summer. Hags.